Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of MSTA Presents. Uh, this is a weekly podcast. We talk about education issues, uh, primarily with uh, MSTA uh, members, MSTA individuals, but also we talk to uh, those outside of the uh, of the association, but uh, it's still education-centric. And this is the last of our series of conversations with individuals that are doing workshops at MSTA's convention, which happens in a week, believe it or not, it's hard for I'm saying it to myself and being surprised as well. But yes, MSTA's convention starts next Wednesday night, really Thursday is the, the first day. And we have two individuals that are presenting next week at our convention. First of all, we have Jennifer Moore. Jennifer is Project 180 coordinator at Union High School. And we have Ursula Wadley. Ursula is the at-risk coordinator in the Nell Holcomb School District. So Jennifer, Ursula, thank you for being willing to join me today. Thank you so thank much. You so much. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about the, the workshop specifically. But before we get to that, um, I, I wanted to ask you kind of the same question that I've I've asked uh, other individuals that uh, I've interviewed that are doing workshops. And so, Ursula, I'll start with you. Um, what I, I think it's helpful sometimes to hear what made you decide to uh, to, to present, and uh, then I want to talk really about you're, you're both from different school districts and the challenge or or how that came about as well. Cause I think that that's interesting and, and that doesn't happen all that often. So Ursula, do you mind talking a little bit about that? Yes, I, I'd love to. Um, Jennifer and I met at a Bunker Hill retreat for um, behaviors about a year or a little over a year ago. Um, but we were there, we were kind of both there seeking out um information and training in our um, positions that are are similar but yet different. Um, and we just really hit it off. Um, we, we talked a lot that weekend. We had a lot of um, good conversations about students and uh, about supporting them and offering help to the students and also the um, staff in our districts. Uh, from there, then we um, did a web I'm sorry, a webinar for MSTA last fall, um, where we just kind of shared again some ideas and some thoughts that we had as uh, at-risk um, teachers and coordinators. So, what Jennifer, what's the distance between um, between where your district is and and where Ursula's district is? Um, I would say it's probably about two hours. Okay. I would say uh, so. I I don't live in the same uh, county as I teach in. And so I, I live in Jefferson County and it takes about an hour and a half and it's about 35 to 45 minutes away. So I would say it's about two hours away. So, so but, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, are there challenges then when you're trying to, uh, put a workshop together re remotely? Or, I mean, I guess now that we've all experienced the world of zoom and the world of, of virtual conversations over the last two years is probably not the challenge it was maybe four years ago, but have there been challenges kind of putting the workshop together? Um, I would say it's just more of time because I had a workshop that I was doing before this and then Ursula was just so kind and, and, I, and I'm like, oh, I promise I'm going to be working on this, but can we wait till it's a little bit closer to the due date when we need to have everything ready to go? So for, for me personally, it was uh, just having that time set aside 
to, to work on that. But Ursula is just, I mean, amazing to work with. And so, and we do it virtually. We pretty much had each other on speakerphone and then had a shared document. Like you said, the technology has really helped. And uh, she's done a few Zoom meetings with uh, myself and then the junior high version of my program as well. And just that's really helped. And so, and then Ursula came and we shot that video, the promo video for the challenging behaviors, not challenging students for the convention. Uh, during a different presentation that I did and she came and it was in Cape Girardeau, thankfully, which in, in her town. And so we were able to shoot that video. So it wasn't as uh, we didn't have to rely on technology as much for that video. And your video is vastly different than a lot of the other videos that were used to kind of promote the workshops, which I think is a, is great because it really gets uh, the, the uh, listener, uh, the listener's attention um, and if any of you, when you do see the video kind of promoting their workshop and you think, wow, who is the, the, uh, student actor, it's not a, it's not a student. It's, it's Jennifer, it's Jennifer and Ursula in their acting day. I don't know, maybe not your acting debut, maybe you've done it before, but, uh, it, it's a good way to get attention, uh, about and for the workshop. Um, and that's. That's what I found with Jennifer. It's she's been so easy to work with, and this position can be very lonely. Um, and it, you know, not everyone understands what what our days are like and what our students are struggling with. So to have the opportunity to work with Jennifer has just been a huge blessing. She's passionate. She's energetic. She is always focused on what's best for the student. And um, I, I just so much appreciate that. So I call her my marigold teacher. Um, and we have to have those, those connections with the people um, in our profession that we can get that support from and, and know that we're not alone. Yeah. And, and I, and I've brought this up uh, almost every single time I talk to Ursula, my favorite thing when we first met and she's like, here's my number, call me anytime because others might not know what a bad day looks like to us. And, and it's true. And so it's been really nice to where we've, we've contacted each other multiple times. We did the trauma informed, uh, the trauma and resiliency studies certificate together with one of the classes. And I, you are finishing up the other class, correct? Ursula? Yes. Yeah. I'll finish in December. Yeah. Well, and so and that was just so impactful having that because it's, it is a struggle when you're the only one in the building or the district who is doing something like this. And it's just so different and it's been just a blessing, you know, just having this friendship. I, so I think Jennifer, I read off your title Ursula. I read off your title, but I think it might be helpful if you all talk or explain a little bit about what goes into it, because it's a lot more than just the title. Do you, I don't know whoever wants to start Jennifer or Ursula, but I, I think it might be helpful to hear kind of what, what it is you, you do. I, I think I know, but I'd like to hear it from you. Uh, Ursula, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. I'll share. Um, so I, I work in a kindergarten through eighth grade district. So our, um, our district is small. It's a rural setting, but it's a title one school. Um, and so our our district at some point had to come up with a way to support these kids that were struggling. They were not making it in the classroom either um, because of academics or behavior or attendance or a combination of all of those things. Um, so with with us, we um, they we just we created this position. It just uh, kind of not a whole lot of resources, not a lot of connections. Um, and we just I just kind of jumped in and and um, started offering. Uh, help to the kids that uh, qualified for the the program, and we call it the non-traditional learning center. But basically, it's that 
um, opportunity for them to either have resource time. Um, we offer a lot of behavior interventions. Um, I accommodate a lot of 504 plans. Um, we offer, uh, you know, just a, a quiet area to calm down, a quiet setting. Um, sometimes, uh, some years I will have students that are self-contained with me. If they're not successful in the classroom at that moment, then they'll be working with me. Um, but we just uh, spend the entire day trying to create um, an, a learning environment for all students. So the students that aren't doing well in the classroom, they've got that extra support. Um, and that uh, does not include any of the special education students that have qualified for, for other supports. So Ursula, was that was that your background? Is that what you went to school to do, or is that what you found was your passion, something important that needed to be done uh, once you were all already an educator? So I think that I found that this was my passion. So I um, I was trained as a special education and an elementary education teacher. Um, I ended up working in a fourth grade classroom and a second grade classroom. When this position opened up, I just really felt strongly that, um, that 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 was so important that all of the kids have that opportunity to um, have the support and the resources that they need needed. So um, I just I think maybe from the special education background or that world, even though I never taught in a special education classroom, I've been able to apply a lot of that training to where I'm at now. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. You never know where life will lead you. You never know what positions that you take that will open up to the next place. Mm -hmm. So, um, so here I am, I work mostly now with junior high students for sixth, seventh and eighth graders. So um, it is very, very different from coming from the elementary world. <laughs> and, and Jennifer, you're in Union High School. So is your position similar? Are there some, some differences, big differences or between what what Ursula does, so there's there's a lot of similarities where with having a place that to calm down, just having uh, I don't have any self-contained students with me, but a lot of times my students, if they're having a meltdown, they the teachers will just kind of kick them down to me, and then they'll kind of recover. But I call it being a school mom, but it's uh, so Project 180. It's almost like a where I help coordinate where the students with their assignments. Uh, we work on social emotional learning with every single student. We we start off just with how to communicate properly with each other, with peers, with adults, with parents. And then um, I also uh, collaborate with parents, with the other teachers, with the principals. And so uh, I it originally was a study hall with some relationships. And the first year it was with a bunch of different teachers and they found that it wasn't consistent. So then they had someone who was about ready to retire, who did a great job. Uh, but again, it was more tutoring. And so I had pretty much the first semester, not semester, but the first quarter, I realized they didn't necessarily need the tutoring. They didn't actually need a lot of help. They just needed someone to hold them accountable mm -hmm. and make sure that they are working and then to help solve problems for them. And uh, parents have really loved it because now they don't have to be like, Timmy, like, did you turn in your paper? Did you turn in your paper? And uh, the teachers love it because they have more support. They ask me questions on uh, with trauma-informed care, how to handle that. And so, and the admin love it because then they're getting less write-ups. And, mm -hmm. and so it's similar, but more of the high school, like it's at that high school level. So you're back. I mean, before we started the the recording, you and I were talking, you, you, your background is English, right? Or am yeah. I, am I wrong there? So you started as an English teacher. How did you end up in the position you're in now then? 
So I worked at a different school district. I taught English and journalism and I, I had pretty much, I had a full class and then I'd have my yearbook kids working. And then I was the teacher where uh, relationships, that is something that has always come easy to me. And so they would, the kids who wouldn't work for anybody else, which is very similar to how Ursula's kiddos are, uh, they would put them in my room. And then, so I found that I'm basically teaching three different things at one time. And so when a position opened up at Union High School, I actually originally went for the English position, not knowing what Project 180 was. And by the time I saw it, I was I was interested in it, but it was, I thought they'd already interviewed. I thought it was, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll see if I get the English. Well, they called me back saying, I really think you would be a good fit for this. I think, you know, with the energy and the the relationships, we, we think that you would love it. And I mean, the rest is history. It's been wonderful. Well, I, and what you all are describing and explaining to me, you're uniquely qualified to do the workshop that you're going to be doing at, at convention. And it sounds like the kind of workshop that would benefit well you're going to cover the gamut because you you're either you're working with students k through eight and you're also working with high school students as well um so the let me read the title again challenging behaviors not challenging students practical solutions for teachers um so ursula i'll go ahead and start with you can you talk a little bit about um the workshop kind of what you you plan on on discussing on uh thursday i believe yes yes so um, we have a lot of strategies, a lot of ideas to share that um, have worked for us. And, you know, again, we have some of the um, the biggest challenges some days. Um, so we're just going to share a lot of the very practical ideas that we use almost on a daily basis. Um, but really, um, we want to have the conversation about just changing the focus and changing so um, our mindsets to focusing on that behavior, not the child, and what what's really going on with that student. Um, how can we support them? How can we offer them the help that they need so that they can be successful at school? And um, you know, coming from classrooms, we've we've both been in classrooms. We've both taught um, in a regular classroom setting. And so we get it. We understand that it is a challenge when you have a classroom full of students and you've got one that's dysregulated for whatever reason. You know, we have to have a toolbox full of tools to pull from and resources. And we don't always have an endless amount of income or money or resources out there. So we have to be very practical and just um, come up with what, whatever ideas we can that work and also then connecting with the other staff and and uh, pulling other people on board to help. Do you all share ideas back and forth with one another as well? I mean, since you're you you collaborate with one another on on things other than just the, I mean, it sounds like you do more than just the frustration of the day. But you talk. It, I'm assuming you also talk about strategies and and ways to help uh, help students or, or help parents understand what's going on with students. Am I am I right there? Yes. So, so we collaborate like either through email, text, phone calls, and again, uh, and even bringing in, uh, and again, Ursula was wonderful and taking the time out to uh, Sarah Shell, who is the junior high version of the Project 180. And so even because there's some things that I might not, like uh, in the presentation, it talks about like rest time. Well, my kids don't take 
they shouldn't be taking naps <laughs> at the high school level. So there's some things that I just might not know because the littles. And so, and we bounce ideas back and forth on what would be applicable for the littles and then what would be applicable for the, the higher ups. And so, and, and it's really cool to hear like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that idea. Oh, and it's so simple. And, and so we bounce back and forth and, you know, again, I can't wait for, I had to ask about the magic wand. I can't wait for her to explain that <laughs> at the presentation. So the, the, so if you want to know what the magic wand is or the story behind the magic wand, you have to go to the workshop, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. That's, that seems fair. You have to have something to, uh, to, to entice people to, to be there. Um, it's a good time period. You, you do the workshop on Thursday from three 30 to four 30 and then four 45 to five 45. So kind of back to back, but you're doing the same workshop, I assume in the same room as well. Um, so as we start to wrap up here, I was wondering, is there anything else that either of you want to, to mention something that I've forgotten, uh, something that you think is important for other educators, even if they're not able to be at the workshop, because there will be some, some people that listen to the podcast, uh, that weren't able to be there. So is there anything that you want to share with individuals that, that might not be able to be there that day? Um, so I think that just always having the investigator cap on just always instead of, and it's, it's hard to do when it, when you're seeing an extreme behavior, you know, unfolding in your classroom, but look at the why, like what is, what had led up to that or what, like what is causing it more than the behavior itself, because there's a reason for it. And then, and go in with like an open mind of like, instead of, like, why are you doing that? Say, you know, hey, take me through your thought process because I don't understand. And so I think that would, that to me has really helped a lot of conversations that I've now understood where the, the kid was going on that journey, even if it ended up with an explosion. I, I, I like that a lot, the investigator cap, because you're starting with uh, asking questions rather than just assuming answers that you, you don't have, that, that you don't know. I, I appreciate that uh that imagery so ursula what about you um the one thing i can guarantee is that 100 percent, i am sure that teachers are going to spend time and energy on students that are dysregulated um, or that struggle regulating their emotions um, we all know that that's just part of part of what is going on in, in education today that we deal with um, and we have options we can either work and invest that time and energy um, at, up front and try to offer those relationships and interventions and uh, build up that child beforehand. Um, or we can choose to spend time and energy putting out all those fires that come our way. And I think there's a lot to be said for investing that time ahead of the reaction or the blow up or the meltdown or um, whatever we you know might be dealing with. Wonderful well, advice. Wonderful. Yeah, I I appreciate the the position that both of you hold in your school districts and the roles that you that you have in in helping students. I I I I hope every school district has something like that. I I don't know that they necessarily do. I know it's becoming more and more uh, often, but I I think there's such value there in in doing what what you can to to help the students uh, understand, you know, sometimes what's happening to them and, and what they're going through and, and helping them just be better 
themselves. <laughs> so thank you for, for what you're doing. And I'm excited about the workshop. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it one more time. It's challenging behaviors, not challenging students, practical solutions for, for teachers. And uh, Jennifer Moore and Ursula Wadley will be doing the presentation. It's on Thursday, 3.30 to 4.30, and then 4.45 to 5.45. So Jennifer, Ursula, thank you very much for being willing to talk with me today about, about your workshop. Thank, thank you. you so much. We appreciate you having us. Yeah, great opportunity. So, yeah, well, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see you in person. I'm excited that convention is in person this year. It was kind of in person last year, but it's becoming more of a normal thing, I think, this year. And I, I'm glad. I'm glad that that's happening. So I look forward to seeing people next Thursday. Uh, Wednesday night begins, but kind of really Thursday is the first big day of convention. Uh, we'll be there. You probably won't hear a, a podcast next week uh, because we will be in the middle of convention. But look for another show uh, towards the end of November, 1st of December. And until then, thank you, everybody, for listening. And I look forward to talking to you again in another episode of MSTA Presents. <laughs>